All right, welcome to Voice Podcast. My name is Reed, and once again, we are joined by... Hi, guys. My name is Leighton. I'm one of the um, backstage producers for the Voice, SA Voice Podcast here. Um, I'm just stepping in behind the mic and the camera today just due to illness, and uh, thanks for having me on. Really excited to kind of get into it again for my second ever episode. There you go. And, uh, that, what do we got on the docket today? What's going on? So today we have Caitlin Grundy that coming on. Uh, Caitlin just did uh, finished her program with the Walt Disney program. Uh, she just went over to Florida to work at Walt Disney uh, Disney World, um, and that's something that we offer here at St. Lawrence. Uh, so she's able to kind of give us perspective on what that was like for her, what it was like to apply, and what was like to work for the Disney Corporation? So I'm excited to get into it because um, that's an experience. What that's a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity that someone here from Kingston is able to go and do. Yeah, it's pretty cool that uh, we offer that we offer those uh, kind of opportunities for students, and it kind of flows with what our theme went with last week with Gil, yep. little international flavors. So. Yeah, so we we kind of get to experience what it's like on the other side, right? Like where going from Canada. To, to another country and with Gil last week it was you know what's it like what's it like coming to Canada so we get to see uh, good. two different experiences um, you can call us our extension 1677 if you have anything that you want to talk about you want to come on the podcast we're more than happy to uh, have you come on um, so stick to it and uh, we'll see you soon all right well uh, welcome Caitlin uh, so why don't you introduce yourself uh, and sort of uh, your program here at St. Lawrence and a little bit about yourself. Yeah for sure so my name is Caitlin I'm in second year at the advertising and marketing same as you read. <laughs> um, I've always always lived in Kingston so I haven't traveled too too far to come here. <laughs> cool cool um, so why did you choose St. Lawrence specifically when choosing programs? So I actually chose St. Lawrence specifically for the Disney College program oh, okay um originally i was going to go to humber in toronto but they didn't have the program and it was a huge weighing factor for me mm -hmm. so after doing a lot of debating and decided to come here for the program specifically right so, so obviously chose, yeah this college just for the disney program just for the awesome. program wow, that's good yep. so you obviously wanted to get away from you know you're from kingston so you didn't want to yeah go somewhere so i was abroad. like i'm gonna i'm gonna either go to school somewhere else mm -hmm. or i'm gonna go to st lawrence and then travel Right. while doing school. So for our viewers who don't know, what is the Disney program? What does it mm -hmm. look like? And uh, why did you choose it? Kind of start from the top there. Yeah, for sure. So it's a Disney college program and it's offered to a lot of people all around the world because I know people who are there from like New, Ze New Zealand and everything. So like it's definitely offered worldwide. Um, and so I applied for the international one, obviously. And the one I went on was an academic exchange so i also paired up with the university of florida and did some courses on hospitality the there yeah cool. i am a gator <laughs> chomp that's awesome did you get to go to the um the campus and the football games yeah and um kind of stuff? so i didn't see a football game uh which is not a big problem for me because <laughs> <laughs> is it in tallahassee is that where the campus is it's in gainesville gainesville excuse me yeah oh. yeah so we were there i was on campus living on campus for 10 days before we actually moved oh, to cool. orlando orlando so I kind of lived the life of a gator, I guess, That's cool. and went to their dining hall and everything. And it's a huge campus, eh? Yeah, yeah it's definitely huge. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, we paired up there, had some hospitality courses, and um, there's people on different exchanges, cultural exchanges, culinary exchanges. Um, but the one I went on was the academic because I could be there for six months instead of three months. So. Okay. That's cool. So, so what are some specific things that you would learn about? While you were there, like so, like academically, uh, academically, it was about 
hotel management and resort development uh, mm. was a huge part of it. So we actually did a project where we like built our own resort and uh, hotels and everything, and like financed them, and like just seeing how everything was run and seeing like the org chart of the hospitality industry and mm-hmm. everything. So it was kind of cool to see how it was run. It was definitely different from what I'm used to studying. Yeah. Well, was there any tie-in between the AMC program and what you were learning about, or was it? Two very different. There, there was a little crossover. I want to say we talked about like the marketing mix and price right. promotion, right? All that kind of fun stuff. So there was stuff where I was like, "Oh, I know this." Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, there's not a huge crossover, just because advertising and marketing is more on the creativity side and less right. on the business side. Right. So, I think that's why there's not as much crossover. Yeah. Um. So tell us a little about your experience from when you first got there. Like, what what was that like for you? Sort of. Being, being far from home and, and in a new environment. Yeah, what did your day-to-day look like? Day-to-day looked like, well, woke up on the top bunk. <laughs> whack my <laughs> head off every morning. <laughs> Kidding, I'm too short to whack my head off the <laughs> roof. Um, so when I first applied, it was this huge process to get in because you're an international student. So not only are you applying to be part of this program, you're now also applying for your visa to be an international student, right. which I never knew was such a process like, I see international students coming here all the time, and I just, I don't know, they just appear, yeah. like, I don't, I don't <laughs> think anything of it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, you're here, cool. But I was like, oh, my goodness, this is such a process to, like, become an international student. And can you briefly talk about what, what are the steps yeah. to, to going through that? Um, so, for the program, I uh, was interviewed by the school and a couple alumni from St. Lawrence uh, to see if I would be able to get pushed forward to get interviewed by Disney. Mm. Um, and I actually completed some interviews for those traveling in June. So mm-hmm. we did some of those this morning as well. But you also have to apply for your, it's like a school slash work visa. So like technically you're there on a school visa, but you're also doing work, but they call right. it a co-op. So it kind of slides in and it's right. fine. Um, so you have to apply for that online and it takes forever to see if it gets approved. And I think I got my visa, like, two weeks before I flew out. Oh, wow. Like, oh, it was insane. Wow. I was like... And were you trying to phone, and were you, you were obviously pretty stressed out before this This is what happening. happens. You're supposed to expect this. Right, okay. <laughs> like, I had alumni telling me, like, yeah, we had it a few days before we flew out. Wow. Like, it, it, this is just what you should expect. expect. I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. <laughs> Am I going, or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... I think it was, like, a lot of waiting process that I had to go through. And then also I had to – I also had to apply for the University of Florida, not the same as if you were going to go there, like, full-time student, Mm -hmm. but they had, like, a separate type application that I had to fill out. Right. Because then I had to be accepted by them as well since it's an academic exchange. Okay. So then I had to apply as an international student to them as well Mm -hmm. as applying for the Disney program. So I kind of applied to two different things, but they, like, coexisted. So it was like a lot of like applying and deadlines and the waiting game was something I've gotten very good at. <laughs> right. Wow. Just being patient. So yeah. uh, six months exchange, you said? Yeah. So did that take up most of your academic year? Because the, the standard semester here in Canada is about four months. So did that take up your whole year last year? Yeah, it didn't take up my whole year. I was here for first semester. Okay. I left during the summer. I left at the end of June and I came back. Oh, it starts in June. It starts in June. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we left at the end of June this year. They're leaving at the beginning of June. Um, I think I got back about five days before Christmas, so I missed my whole second semester. I was able to transfer some of my credits over from the University of Florida, and right now I'm kind of playing catch-up yeah. with uh, online courses and everything else, mm. which is fine. There's a lot of programs. Like, I know if you go 
on the academic exchange and you're in a culinary program and you don't do the culinary exchange, your credits won't transfer and you have yeah. to like wait a whole year to. So like you restart. said you missed your entire second semester. Was that just yeah. because you didn't have the prerequisites from the fall semester, or? No, I was in Disney. Right. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't have taken any classes in that second semester. So what did you do for second semester? Uh, for second semester, so there's a total of five classes, and then. Two of them I got out of because some of the stuff that I did with the University of Florida was able to cross out, like, my general education, and I actually ended up taking an advanced design and layout to cover up for that class that I missed. I took that online as well, and then... Okay, so you're still in school. Yeah, so I'm still... You weren't sitting at home on the couch. Okay, gotcha. No, yeah. Gotcha. And, and were you in any direct convers- uh, like contact with the teachers here, or was it basically... Yeah, so Kathy, who is our, like, head of our program... I was in contact with her like at least once a week and we right. were always talking about stuff and I've probably met up with her like five times since I've been back just oh, okay, like yeah, nice. seeing like where I'm fitting courses. I'm going to jump in with the first years next year to okay. finish up some stuff. Right. That's awesome. So I still have another year left so it's fine. I can play catch up. They're accommodating yeah. and help you out. Eh? That's good. Yeah, no, That's good this is a really good program to be in if you're going to go on the program, like on the exchange program because they, they really are very flexible with it. So... What did your day-to-day look like? You woke up in the morning, you went to class. I mean, some some of our viewers, maybe myself included, I hear the word Disney and I see you going on rides all day and meeting yeah. Mickey Mouse and hanging out at the theme park, but we know that's not what it's about. So can you and looking at your social media, yeah. it kind of did look like yeah. that. <laughs> just walk us through what the program brought to you as a student and um, what it looks like. Give our viewers at home kind of a taste of, of what that day-to-day looked like for you. Yeah, so... Classes were actually online. I never went to a physical class, so that kind of made it easier with deadlines and stuff and not having to, like, fit in, oh, Fridays at 5 o'clock, I have to go to class. I could do it on my own time whenever I had spare time. Um, And the nice thing about classes were that the academic level in America is different from Canadian, so they they almost didn't expect as much out of me. Oh, wow, okay. Like, I find, like, Canadian academics is way harder. Right, okay. And so, like, I was able to, like do things last minute because I I was used to doing at the level that so you found you found sort of the grade level was it was definitely lower lower, yeah okay interesting yeah 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 no I've I've heard it before and I was like there's no way that's true but really it really is (laughs) (laughs) it's different interesting maybe Canadians are just like harder markers or something I don't (laughs) I don't know what's up with Canada (laughs) but I'd wake up shifts would range you know we're college students we're not full-timers we're not even part-timers we get whatever's left uh sometimes that means you're doing seven six a.m shifts a lot of times full-timers will take that a lot of the times i'd work the night shifts which means i got off work at 3 a.m um which is fine like you get used to it but you might get off at 3 a.m and then go into work the next day for 10 a.m so what did your your shifts entail what what was your duties so for my first three months I did merchandising at Magic Kingdom so I would work with the I did strollers wheelchairs and the electrical wheelchairs Mm -hmm. so I would sell them I'd clean them put them away collect them that kind of stuff uh when you when you hear about it it sounds kind of like ooh, that doesn't sound like a great job but like the people that you work with and like just working at Disney like it was probably my favorite job that I did there like we were such a close-knit family that like it didn't matter what you yeah. were doing. Like we had music playing in the back and right. like, I don't know, it was, it was a great time. Like, and did that I hit off it. right away or was that a bit of a process to kind of like get connected with everybody? Well, when I went there, like I didn't know what I was doing. Right. Like I knew I was doing merchandising. I didn't know where. So like 
of course, what I was thinking was I was in some sort of like clothing store, and mm-hmm. I didn't think anything of it. But I don't know the people there were just super welcoming, and I didn't ever be like, oh, I don't want to be in strollers. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I never had that feeling, so that was great. Um, and then a lot of that, um, that kind of sorry, the um, that position closes the park. So, like, we have to wait till every single last guest exit the park at night right. for us to actually go home. What time is the park closed? Uh, depends on different nights. Sometimes it usually closes around 10 p.m. after our fireworks. But I was there during party season where we had our Halloween and Christmas parties, which mm. were, like, a special ticketed event. Okay. Those ended at uh, ranging from 12 to 1 a.m. Right. And it takes people a few yeah, hours nice. to get out of the park. People right. like to... So you, you know, can't really around. just kick them out? like, you, like You're not allowed to ask them to leave. Wow. Like, no one okay. in the park, not even being high up, can ask someone to leave. Wow. Okay. So they could be there all night They technically they can't, but, right. I mean, we go up to them. Do you know how to get home? Right. You know, like, yeah. we're so going to... suggest it a little We bit, stand yeah. around and, like, you know... Right. We make you uncomfortable because yeah. <laughs> it's 3 a.m. and I work yeah. at 10. <laughs> right. But... I don't know. Those night shifts were also fun because if you have a good group that you're working with at night and closing mm-hmm. and, you know, you're like the last people in the park and that's where we take all our night pictures by the mm-hmm. castle. Yes. So um, were your coworkers other exchange students or were they full-timers who lived and worked? It was a mix, actually. Okay. We had a lot of, like, what will probably scare viewers a lot is that Disney, after 2 p.m., is mainly run by college students wow. who have no idea what they're doing. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, that is the truth. Most of us are college students that run the entire Disney World. Wow. So, yeah, it's absolutely insane. Um, so, yeah, I worked with a lot of them, and a lot of a lot of us just, like, click together because we have a lot of commonalities, and we usually work the same shifts, like, the night shifts. Um, but I work morning shifts with the full-timers, too, and they're super nice, and I love the full-timers as well. So you get to work with a little bit of everyone, but you every time you go to, a, like, a new place, you know, you find your college program students right. right away. How many um, people does Disney Park employ? Ooh. Too many. I don't... <laughs> Tons, eh? Uh, so it's many. Be, yeah, thousands like, there's thousands. like, it's literally a world. Like, it has its own roads and street signs and parking lots, yeah. and it has four different theme parks within this Disney world. Like, people who don't know what Disney world is, like... Mm. It is a world. <laughs> it has its own street names. Right. Like, it's a bubble. Right. That you just you just live in. So, it's like a whole other city. Yeah. How many uh, visitors per day would you say go to Disneyland? I actually know this number because my second half of my um, work experience, I did parade audience control. So, I did um, audience control on our afternoon parades. And then I also did, like, ticketing and entry and stuff. So, we... We get the numbers. On a slow day, which was usually Sundays, Mondays, or party nights, because people don't want to pay to have to leave the park at 6 o'clock on party nights, um, is about 60,000. Wow. A day. That's a slow day. That's a slow day. Yeah. Wow. And Busiest then, day? Uh, the cap is around 90,000. And they hit cap. So I was texting my friends who were still working there New Year's Eve. They hit uh, they hit cap at 11.30. Wow. So a little bit smaller than the entire population of the city of Kingston. Yeah. yeah. Could be inside Disney World on any given That's night. insane. That's yep. crazy. So th- just the amount of logistics and, and um, manpower required to kind of, not police, but just control those people and make sure they have a good time must be enormous, eh? It is. Yeah. And, like, 
a lot of it goes like people don't even notice what you're doing. Like when I worked parade audience control for parades, we're just standing in the walkways making sure people are going on the sidewalk so you don't yeah. get run over by exactly. these huge floats that mm-hmm. aren't going to stop. Yeah. And like or we're making sure walkways are clear so that you can you can walk freely like to go somewhere that you're going if you're not staying for the parade and a lot of people don't even notice that there's about 50 people just on that one street doing mm-hmm. that job to make sure that you're able to walk from point A to point B while there's a parade going on and wow. not be interrupted. Right. That's cool. Wow. Do you have any stories of dealing with customers? Or yeah, what's like a crazy story? Yeah, I'm sure you got yeah. something good. Ooh, crazy <laughs> stories. Hmm. I mean, I think a lot of the crazy stories will happen when I'm at, when I'm doing front entry, like entrance into the park and it's really true. We talk about it all the time. When people go on vacation, they leave their brains at home. Yeah. They yeah. they really leave their brains at home, like every single part of it. <laughs> so you have to take care of every single person that. Li- yeah, that well, it's like there. we have safety protocols. Disney's number one thing is safety. Everything safety. It's like before efficiency, before show, before courtesy. It's safety. Okay. Um, and so when we do our entrance, we have different entrance points and different exit points. You can't exit through an entrance point because that's a safety hazard. Mm-hmm. If I got like five people going through the entrance point and someone's going through the exit, they're going to get run over and get hurt. Yeah. Right. So we're v- like, it's very strict. Like you cannot exit through the entrance point. Mm-hmm. And they are like fairly beside each other, but we have like five million signs to point you towards the exit. <laughs> the amount of people who physically will shove you over because they don't want to take an extra 10 steps to get to the and exit. aggressively. Oh, aggressively. Wow. Like, very aggressively. Like, I've been, like, thrown to the ground <laughs> because Seriously? they wanted to exit through the entrance point. Wow. Yeah. You're, like you're being assaulted because people wanted to exit the park. Huh. And they didn't want to take an extra <laughs> 10 steps. And did these people get banned from Disney World? <laughs> or, like, what's the protocol there? Or is it kind of just, like... I mean, like, it depends on the extent. Like, I mean, I just roll my eyes, like... They're going to do what they want to do. Like, I'm not going to chase after them because yeah. they wanted to exit the park where they right. shouldn't. Like, right. to be honest, it's fine. It's I just roll it off my shoulder. But there are cases, like, I've had friends who work the parade audience control at night during fireworks, and people get very aggressive during that when they get told where to stand where they can't. Yeah. Wow. One um, night, um, we've had people, two people got physically punched in the face, and someone got, like, ran over by one of our strollers, like, on purpose. And, like, they're allowed to say, like, by state of Florida law, you, like, you can't do this. And, like, I'm going to call, like, they call security over and they get written up and they're not allowed to be on property. And if they have extended, like, if they are supposed to be at the park tomorrow, they can't. So, like, you can take it that far. But someone's just going to shove me over because, like. But was that very rare or was that kind of common that those incidents happened? uh, Getting punched in the face is not super common not okay it's not common Somewhere enough for you not to want to call security right okay like if they're gonna punch you you don't know if they're gonna punch someone else right, right? Okay. so you have to call security uh for them to push me over happens once every few weeks so like okay. if i'm not actually getting hurt then i don't i don't care right, if i were right. to like fall and break my arm then i'm gonna care yeah because healthcare is extremely expensive <laughs> in the states as we know yeah, yeah. as we know yeah. Yeah. But, um, 80 dollars for two tylenol yeah I heard those I'm, yeah, not that's true. I went for an EX ray and it cost me two hundred dollars. <laughs> so, so did you have a lot of time to sort of explore Florida as a, as a whole, or was it mainly you like were you were in Disney or you were doing school or like that's sort of was your entire life? I definitely found myself inside the Disney bubble 
for the majority of the program because I went without a car. And we have free buses to get us to all the different parks and anything in that Disney bubble or to, like, the Walmart or whatever for groceries. Right. But, like, outside of that, like, you have to pay for an Uber, which gets expensive. Right. Um, And then, like, if you want to go with your friends somewhere, like, your schedules just won't line up. And so I didn't really travel a whole lot outside of that Disney bubble besides Gainesville. So is there uh, a staff accommodation or something that you stayed in? Or was it, like, a campus res or... Like, I'm sure there you must have been a, an apartment building or something where you lived, where you slept, and then you went to work. What did you do to go, you know, feed yourself, get your groceries? Was there a dining hall, or did you have to Uber to go to the local metro or whatever? Yeah, so it's kind of set up like apartment complexes. Okay. Uh, it's strictly for college students, though. So you have the international college students, and then you have, like, the people from the U.S. come, and they're all welcome to stay there. International college students have to stay inside the apartment complexes just because they can't guarantee that you have a house somewhere because you're international, so Mm -hmm. you're expected to stay there. And there's four different complexes, and they're huge. Um, And then I was in one of them, and the apartments have up to about 20 to 30 apartment buildings that have two to three levels. So, like, they house quite a few people. Uh, My personal apartment, we were a six-person, two-bedroom. So that's why I was top bunk because we have three bedrooms, one apartment. One of them was a twin, or um, sorry, a bunk bed. So I was top bunk in one of my rooms. But they range. Like sometimes you can be in a, a one bedroom, three person, or um, you can be in a. There's a six person, three bedroom, which that would have been nice, but <laughs> you right. get what you get. Um, they're building new ones right now, actually, that are supposed to be like a lot more expensive, but they're supposed to be more of a dorm type style where it's like everyone gets their own bedroom right, and just you have common a common area. area. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, they don't provide any food, but they do provide like the bus to Walmart or you can walk 15 minutes to go to Publix, which is what I usually did. Um, and then you just bought your food, brought your groceries home. So they didn't right. like provide much besides like your housing wasn't even technically provided. They took your rent out of your pay every week. Right. So, but like, it was a good place to stay, and it was super safe. Like, they had security. You had to have your ID to mm-hmm. be able to get in, and if you had a guest, you had to sign them in. If the guest was under the age of eighteen or something, they had to be related to you to be able to come in. Okay. So, like, it was like they were very top notch about that kind of stuff, which was good. And I didn't have to feel like I was unsafe in Florida or anything. Yeah, right. right. Now, sort of going back to being away from home, uh, what were sort of some of your challenges there? Um, or was it kind of like, I'm a Disney, like, I don't care, or like, or, like, did you have any sort yeah, of anxiety? did you get homesick at all, yeah. or was there any kind of challenges you faced? I had a lot of challenges with housing, to be quite honest. Right. Um, living with five other girls. Yeah. I feel like I just had the luck of the straw, where, like, none of them knew what cleaning dishes were, and oh, one of them didn't okay. know what laundry was, and that they <laughs> thought it was, like, for breezing their clothes, and that was laundry. Oh, no. So. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's just, like, the luck of the straw. Like, yeah. everyone else had great roommates, and I'm like, how do I have all five of them right. that don't do dishes? So, I mean, housing wasn't a great experience for me, just because I played mom a lot. I'm a great, be a great mother, though. Like, I'm, an, I'm prepared for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was. I was just cleaning and cleaning, and we ended up having like maggot problems because oh they left no. rotten food on the floor. Oh and no. I played exterminator with my can of Raid. And that is like the worst scenario that you could think of of having like a, a maggot problem. Is that's 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 yeah. high end. Like. You're yeah. selling it now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, Let's go. Everyone go to Disney. But I mean, like, 
I was the only one that had that problem. So, I mean, I'm just, like, super unlucky yeah. for that, I guess. Fair enough, like, yeah. I've talked to so many people about Jose, and no one's had that kind of issue. I'm just going to turn the mic towards oh, you a bit. So yeah, for sure. Just a few mic- But yeah, so, I mean, I was just unlucky with that, but it's fine. I Sometimes I would sleep over at other people's houses if I felt, like, pretty crawlies and I was right, okay. yeah. <laughs> but that means I'd come home to more dishes. Right. Interesting. <laughs> and so, yeah. sort of, what, what were some of your strategies, I guess, to kind of just hang on to, like, yeah, loving I mean, your experience there? Yeah, we definitely tried to talk about it, but they, they just, like, genuinely didn't care that they were living in... Uh, make its house apparently okay. i was like cool it sounds good uh raid will always be your friend okay. that stuff <laughs> it, d- it don't matter what it says it kills it kills everything right i was like it doesn't say it kills megas but turns out go. it does yes. so that's good um i don't know i just didn't worry about it too much i cleaned i uh played exterminator and played plumber and wore some different hats but i mean it's just a learning curve right i mean now i know that i don't want to live with five other people yeah now i know like i want to know who i'm living with i'm not going to just live with random people yeah Yeah, Um, i've really heard great things about living with like five other people important lesson to learn i live by myself and i think that's the best thing that's ever happened i think i love having roommates but like yeah like sometimes that you don't know someone until you live with them you really don't really don't it's true. Yeah, you yeah. see, you see, great friendships crumble after you've yeah, been living with each, with each other it for happens. six months. They don't talk to each other anymore. So, yeah. um, so recycling. Going back to kind of the student side again. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what were kind of some of your favorite takeaways? What did you really come away when you came back to Kingston from Disney? You're like, that was awesome. This was worth doing. And just kind of share that message with some of our viewers yeah. as to why. Disney is A, an awesome program, and B, why they should do it. So I think the the main part that really, like, you know, strung something inside me was, like, the magical moments that you make. Um, whether it be, like, the simplest things of I would just stand, I would grab a Mickey glove, and after the fireworks go, obviously we have thousands of people exiting the park, and I just stand there while they're exiting, and I wave the Mickey glove, and they'll, you know, see you real soon, or have right. a great night. Um, little kids love to run up and give you like your little Mickey high fours. Um, high fours. <laughs> yeah, because Mickey only has yeah. four fingers, right. and high some fours. kids are really shook about that when they see. They're like, "Why is there only four? <laughs> Did you not meet Mickey? He only had four. Like I didn't just cut one off. Like he right. only yeah, had yeah, four. Yeah. You're not a monster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is <the> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how it was. But and then I, I remember I had one little boy come up to me and. He was like, I was waiting for this all day because I guess he didn't have a chance to meet Mickey and he just wanted to give Mickey a high five. And I was like, I will pass this on to Mickey. Don't you worry. Like, this goes right back to Mickey. I just borrowed it from him for the night. And like, there's just things and like, little kids are just, I don't know, I love little kids. I had one little princess come up and she opened her autograph book that the character signed. She goes, can you sign my autograph? And I was was like, oh my goodness. That's your heart, eh? Some kids are just... I know, it's amazing. Or if you see mom and dad fighting, because that's what happens on vacation. The kids are just sitting there. I go and grab them, like, a Mickey hat, and I'm like, here, like, put this on, and then, right. like, we, like, play around Parents or whatever. Parents get stressed. Yeah. yeah, and then they take it home, and then instead of remembering, oh, mom and dad were fighting, well, now you remember, oh, I got this cool hat, and we played, right. you know, I was Mickey and she was Minnie, and we played around. Mm-hmm. It was like, Disney doesn't care if you, like, you can give away something under $50. They don't care. Yeah. You're right. making a magical moment. Like, they really don't care. Yeah, so I guess... W- what are sort of some of the benefits, and maybe even you can talk about the negatives of working for the biggest corporation in the world, pretty much. Like, I mean, you're working for Disney. Like, um, so 
what are some of the insights in, in, in that? Honestly, I never had like a negative, like obviously I have negative experiences at work because like some it people, happens, yeah. it just happens. It happens everywhere. But like the way Disney treats their employees, like I've never had a negative experience with right. that. Like my shifts were everywhere, but like to be expected, I'm doing shift work. I'm at the bottom of the totem pole, but they still treat us amazingly. Like I got paid one day while I was on the clock. They like took us all upstairs and we ate tacos and watched right. Disney movies and right. they just paid me to do that. Because wow. they were like, we're just celebrating you, and thanks for doing what you do. Cool. It's incredible because, like, a, a huge corporation like that, you know, and even even in a school society like a university that's yeah. huge, you're kind of treated as a number, and you're kind of just treated as someone that that is just there. So you they do a lot to appreciate their cast members, yeah. which is why I think Disney's cast members are always so happy and like yeah. so great with guests, is because they're treated properly and like, you know, they get free food on their breaks right, and they right. get. You know, a pat on the back every now and then, which right. is just what you need, right? I'm glad that the conversation kind of shifted to this this topic because we're all business students. Mm-hmm. We all know that, you know, the customer comes first, but most of the times your own employees come first. And yeah. you, lo- you look at companies like, like the Disney's, like the Costco's, um, like the Apple's, the Google's, they all treat their employees very well. They pay yeah. them very well, and they want to work there. And I think, I think if you build a company that kind of has that aspect and that kind of just that wholesome feeling people will want to work for you. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to what we've been learning in class. And Mm -hmm. it's great that you brought this up is you you saw it firsthand. Yeah. You saw how well they treat people. And also just the aspect of, they don't care if you give away a hat, it costs them what a dollar, $2. They buy so many, they sell so many, but you change that kid's day give them a great memory and they're going to remember that for decades and, and they're going to keep going back to And that's, right? that's exactly. the branding yeah. and that's the branding and the, and the thinking behind that company is we want to create that, that moment for those people, for that kid, no matter what, because you just made a customer for life and they're going to spend, yeah. you know, how much X amount of dollars over the course of their lives, going to bring their kids, their grandkids. So that's what it's all about. And that's, that's just not only is it good business, but it's, it's being a good, yeah, good, good, people yeah and it's amazing talking to people about that too and i'll just run into people and they're just sitting there i'm like oh hey how's it going like where are we from because people from all around and they'll come back and tell me about stories that like what cast members have done with them in the past and like how amazing it was and how they come back all the time and they have an annual pass now and it's like oh that's amazing and you know just like people are just like you know, just one thing will change their entire lives. And mm-hmm. I've worked with people who are like, oh, yeah, like, I had a disability and coming to Disney was the only place where, like, it wasn't a difference. It didn't wow. make a difference that I had it. And because we have, like, so many rides that are disability accessible. Very cool. And so, you know, I worked Has Disney always been like that? Or is that is that sort of a recent thing? Do you know? Do I feel like Disney has that? always been like that because he was around, he was in his 20s and he was little. Right when he would go to Disney and he was wheelchair bound. Right. And he was able to go on the rides and he actually had, he had cast members who physically lifted him out of a wheelchair to put him into um, a roller coaster seat because it wasn't transferable. Okay. So that he could ride his first ever roller coaster. Right. That's awesome. So cast, members, cast members physically lifted this child so he could ride his first roller coaster. Very cool. Again, just he remembers that, eh? So and now cool. he's working for the company, and he <laughs> absolutely loves it. <laughs> like so many people, that's how, where it all starts. Is they're like, "This happened to me when I came to visit, and now I'm working here because I want yeah. to do the same thing." Yeah. Wow, that's great. That's incredible. Yeah. Um. So I guess, what's it like being back now? Like, do you, do you just want to go back right now, or is do you it see yourself nice maybe having a future with the company? Yeah. Um. I definitely haven't shut that door. 
I'm really not sure where I would go with the company. I don't really want to leave Canada. Healthcare, healthcare is a big, it's <laughs> <laughs> a big string on that. Yeah. Um, I coming back here, I definitely found that like I've changed culturally. Like, I guess it's like an American thing to say restroom. Do you do you guys say restroom? I say bathroom. I say washroom. Yeah, yeah. Bathroom. I say restroom now. Bathroom. I guess it's an American thing. Or I c- I've never I said restroom. That's that is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Or I say y'all. <laughs> I just throw it in every now and then, kind of right. like how I should say a, but now I say y'all. Interesting. Okay. My okay. sister hates it. You'll change that back though quickly. Like you'll go back to a and. <laughs> um, yeah, I was doing interviews and kept saying y'all, and I was like, "This is unprofessional." <laughs> this That's is funny. like, I didn't think like Florida would be that much of a cultural difference, but like, yeah, you know, it's just like the little things people like pick up, and they're like, "What." Like, yeah. I, the way I write my date now, I guess they write it different in America, and I write it that way now, like... Interesting. Just different things like that that I've picked up that, I guess, were just... You, were you considering, uh, in a moment of staying, or were you, was it, was it sort of inevitable that you're going to come back and wanna, want to come back? I definitely had plans set up to come home. Um, so many people do just stay. I mean, there is, like, the visa restriction you kind of got to get right. around. You do have to come back for a little bit to reapply to get a different visa, or right. you can just start the whole program with, like, a, a better visa mm-hmm. so that you can extend. But, like, a lot of people will – they it's called an extension because you can actually – it's a possibility of extending another six months okay. to, like, stay for the year, and you stay in the housing, or you can apply to be part-time. Like, it happens all the time. People always do it. Um I don't think I really considered staying very long just because I was so far. I did get homesick, like, when you asked. I did get homesick. I came home a few weeks before I was permanently coming home okay. just to, like, eat the fridge, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'd come see family and friends, and, you know, it's definitely, like, six months of, right. you know, being pretty independent. Yeah. Especially in that living situation, too, with those girls and that gets you. Yeah, yeah, I definitely miss definitely sure. miss mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mom sure. doing laundry yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. dishes. That's yeah, great. I definitely miss that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, before our time is up here, um, Caitlin, we just kind of want to ask you, um, now that you're back here, what's um, one or two things that you have kind of put to heart and that are one of your favorite things about the college or Kingston in general? What's your favorite hidden gem about SLC? doesn't have to be a place. Is it a person? Is it the staff or something? Oh, you're falling, brother. Thank you. I think I just miss, like, I miss, like, the home feeling of Kingston and all the small little bits, like, um, my significant other and I would always go and grab coffee and sit at the top of Fort Henry and we would talk while either the sun went down or the sun rose. Yeah, right. And that would be like our little coffee. Just so being away from there. there. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, and like just like those like little things I really miss, mm-hmm. you know, being able to do and it's a great spot for pictures up there too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um and even just like grabbing coffee on the way to school, like I would always mm-hmm. pick up a coffee for me and for my friend while we, we were like going to catch class. Right. And I like miss those like habits yeah. habits yeah yeah it was yeah. like i miss buying you coffee for yeah. class right. yeah yeah which seems weird yeah. but no like, but it's routine it's it's special to you and it's it is like, yeah there's a reason why you do those things right exactly so. it was just like a homey feeling mm-hmm. you know was like yeah i'll pick you up a coffee like it was just i don't know yeah, i didn't good. didn't pick up coffee at, they don't have tim hortons there in yeah. florida <laughs> do you know they don't know what poutine is no, they Oof. don't. They don't know what a That's double a double shame. is. That is a crime, no right? Pizza. They yeah. they yeah. they don't know what butter tarts are. No. Oh, no. It's a lot, a of, can't, I can't lot do of different cultures. They call themselves foodies, but and like you don't yeah. know what food <laughs> is. And and uh, is is pop called soda? 
oh my god, I was so that embarrassed. Was I went to the movies, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what like your combos are here because the Cineplex, you're like, I didn't get the number one. It's a popcorn smell in there. They kind of looked at me weird, and I was like. I'm going to get a pop and a small popcorn, please. And they're like, you want two popcorns? And I was like, no, a, a pop and, you know, like a like, like a pop. And they don't and get a that popcorn. That and he had to grab his manager. Oh I'm so God. embarrassed. He's like, oh, you want a soda? Oh. I'm like, yes. Yes? Like, what was the difference? That's yeah. Weird. They're but like, I mean, what's a pop? Wow. I was oh, so it's really that uncommon. That's that's crazy. That was that was my experience in Gainesville. But it's funny because like we would know what a soda is yep. and we know what a pop is, yep. but they wouldn't even. Uh, anyway, yeah. I guess I that, so that we're so much more yeah. exposed to yeah, the yeah, culture yeah. yeah. Here, so. So yeah apparently, it's crazy. Awesome. Don't well, ever ask for pop at a movie theater in America. Pop, They'll yeah. bring out their manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, Thank you uh, for coming on today. We really appreciate you giving your insight to mm-hmm. maybe some students who are on the fence about uh, doing the International Disney Program. Um, hopefully your insights today have kind of provided a look into that world. Hopefully the living situation with the girls doesn't scare them off. I um, hope so, too. It's definitely super rare, and it's definitely not something that I've never heard it happen to anyone else, so I would not base any decisions off of that. Just know that you might have to clean after one or two people every yeah. now and then. That's it was normal, a very interesting so. story, though. So we it was, thank you for sharing. It was that. interesting. Yeah. That's why I share it. But yeah. like, it's not it's not common at all. Yeah, so like, enough. I wouldn't I wouldn't be like, I'm not going to do it because of this story because it doesn't happen. Awesome. I, I'm just rare. <laughs> it yeah. just happens to me. <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a great time and uh, you made some memories for life and really got a great experience, which is what we want the international experience to be like for students coming here and for our students going abroad. So thank you for your insights today, Caitlin. And um, that about does it for today. So thanks for watching guys absolutely thanks for having me thank you cheers that was awesome that was pretty cool i mean a unique perspective not that um we would consider orlando florida as no international destination but really cool unique perspective kind of here um just the corporate culture of of disney world absolutely make everybody's moment special and just go out of your way Give away some free little merchandise, which might cost the company cents on the dollar. Yeah, uh, like sort of that new age of of, of, of a corporate culture, yeah. right? You know, like y- you hear a lot of those old time experiences of working for a corporation can be really stingy. But when you're working with someone like that, it really feels like a community vibe, uh, especially like, you know, you want you want that at yeah. Disney. <laughs> well, I mean, let's think about it. It's not an every week or even an every year trip. I mean, some yeah. of these people are spending thousands and thousands of dollars to bring yeah. their family and their kids to Disney World. I mean, it might be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so I really think the directive of uh, Disney corporate to go above and beyond it to make everything count is great. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sure. Yeah, so thank you, Caitlin, for coming on. Um, that yeah, there was a lot of really insightful things and a lot of cr- crazy she stories like there. She sounded like she had fun. Uh, a bit of, bit of messy roommates, yeah. but I mean... But it, overall, like, expected, you know, that's right? going to happen sometimes, and, she, and, and it was nice that she was able to give us another positive yeah. reflection despite all those terrible roommates yeah. that she had. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. That, I mean, she, she came all the way... Uh, to, to St. Lawrence just for that program mm-hmm. and it really kind of shows you the power and the draw that that, that programs in this in this college have so yeah. cu- kudos to that and uh, hopefully you know more and more students have the ability to kind of go and experience that I think yeah. that'd be really cool as, yeah. a, as a person in your 20s to kind of get out and do that it'd be really really yeah. awesome uh, so once again, you can call us at our extension 1677 if you have any ideas that you want to have on the podcast if you want to come on 
we're happy to have you on. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. And thank you, Leighton, for stepping in yeah, once again. Thanks, guys. Hopefully this isn't my last time. Oh, uh, yeah. Happy to help out. And, Absolutely. Uh, take care. We'll see you on the other side. Thanks. See you soon.